0: The following episode contains major spoilers for a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition publication. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to another episode of Legend Lore The podcast series where two dungeon masters Flip through one Dungeons and Dragons book at a time Giving their insights on the pros and cons of the publication in question I'm Adam and with me today is Terry And today we're going over our thoughts on the Wizards of the Coast product Fizban's Treasury of Dragons Are you excited for this book?
1: Yeah, anything to do with dragons, I'm excited about. Yeah,
0: you're like our low key dragon guy. Yeah,
1: right? I'm not even that low key. No. I think between <laughs> me, Pepperina, and I, we're the two dragon enthusiasts.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think we're gonna have both of you on every dragon episode moving yeah. forward now. Um, but I, th- that's why I'm like Terry's got to, he's got to be on this episode. You went out and bought the Tyranny of Dragons books. That's like right, two and a half years ago, and never got a chance to use them. Never used them. Never no. used either
1: of them, and then so. just rewrote the whole thing for
0: fun, assuming I was better than. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be. You're... What do you hope to get out of Fizzbands? Let, let's grab our dice and roll initiative. Sure. I got a seven four. All right. So the first thing that I want to know is what are expectations? Like what are what do we hope? I always try to stay spoiler free for every new publication that comes out for D&D since we started doing this podcast. So uh, I like to be surprised and fresh. So I really, really have no idea what's in this. This book more than anything else is a total question mark to me. Right. I don't even know if it's got like a little adventure in it like some of the campaigns do. I don't know. I'm not entirely certain who FizzBan is. So like I I've, never know who these people are. So. Tasha sounds hot. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, Tasha. I did some research. On. Um, but when it comes to to this book specifically, I know that they've got a dragon section with more dragons. That's what I want. I want gem dragons. I want more metallics. I want more chromatics. I want more. Um, like give me steel dragons. Give me different kind of corrupted evil dragons. Give me right. <laughs> Get, and give me fuck, give me some sort of general guideline on this is how old dragons get and this is when they go from this age from a wormling to a young adult give me kind of like the average lifespan the the, the biology textbook right right
1: but give me guidelines for using magic for dragons as well you Absolutely. Know, can we have can we have warlock dragons? Can we have
0: uh, sorcerer dragons? Can we let? I want to see that included. And and I'm cool with a cleric dragon. Like, Absolutely. Like, think of a druid dragon would be fucking weird and awesome, and I'm all about it. Yeah. So, is there anything that you don't want to see happen in this book? I don't want
1: to see more um, of the standard dragons, but like in new colors. Like I don't need uh i can't even think of a, another i don't need a yellow dragon for example like let's do
0: something more exciting than that right well now. Uh, okay yellow and purple dragons and brown and gray dragons i've all existed in previous editions right i'm shocked we haven't seen them yet in fifth this is the time to introduce them and they're all super badass and fucking weird Brown dragons burrow through the desert, right? right? Gray dragons don't fly, they fight. Like they they get into melee combat and that that's their thing. So and purple dragons were I think in the underdark. So there's a lot of like really cool shit from previous editions that is just lacking in 5th edition. So that's right. My concern is that we're going to get a large history of the fifth edition. Back in year 743, this dragon rose and he tormented this thing, and then obviously, I, I don't need that shit. And right? I can't do anything with that yeah. in my game, you know? So, as neat as that is, and as much as I do want lore books, as much as Dan would want something like that, eh, I'm not all about it. So. Right. Any final thoughts before we crack this sucker open? No, let's go to it. I have been sitting on this book for like ten days <laughs> waiting to record this. I went out and got it like day of, and I've just been itching. So it hasn't even been opened yet. It's gonna every time we hold it up to the mic and we like hear the spine crack and it never gets picked up by the mic. And Dan and I go, Oh Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Dan tried to take that away from you just moments ago. Yeah, when he
0: walked ah, oh, that son of a bitch. Okay, so let's roll and see who's going to cover what in Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons. Okay. All right, I got a 19. I got 11. All right, so I'm going to go first, and that means that I'm going to check out kind of the incidentals, the covers, and the title page and whatnot. So I picked up the regular version of it, not the special edition, because I'm always a big fan of the regular ones. I've got all of them up until now, except for the Ghosts of Saltmarsh, Mm -hmm. which sticks out like a sore thumb in my freaking collection. Right. I keep waiting for Dan to buy the normal one so we can swap. Anyway... (laughs) I like this because right, all, right away on the cover, I've got a red dragon, clearly, and then whatever the hell is happening with those ice spines that are happening on this other crazy dragon that I, I know nothing about. It
1: gets right? you psyched, right? I'm, I'm already excited because that's a little telltale of what may be inside.
0: Yeah, and then, of course, on the back, we've got the description and whatnot. Uh, What's missing here is an adventure path between this level and this level, so it's clearly either a DM tool or a player tool. It's probably like Xanathars and Tashas and Mordenkynas, which is kind of both, depending on... I'm hoping it's more DM than player, but there's probably shit in here for players. Also, you see, look, we have Gandalf in the back for some reason. Sure. You shall not pass. I think that's Fizban. I think Fizban is actually the Gandalf stand-in. And I
1: think Gandalf should have been called Fizban as we look back. (laughs) Dear J.R.R.
0: Tolkien, you done fucked up. You fucked up. All right, so uh, straight from the dragon's mouth. Meet Fizban the Fabulous, doddering archmage, unlikely hero of the War of the Lance, so I guess he's Dragon Lance, divine avatar of a dragon god, and your guide to the mysteries of dragonkind in the worlds of Dungeons & Dragons. Fizzband reveals the truths uh blah blah, blah. oh it mentions gem dragon specifically on the back we do get new subclasses for dragon themed monks and rangers and there are supernatural gifts for those who claim the power of a dying dragon you remember my homebrew there was um you could eat the heart of a dragon and get plus 10 max hit points that's right yeah right i hope it's shit like that now, yeah so. that's
1: what we need that's that's a good idea
0: so uh stuff about dragons hordes, uh more monsters. Yeah, okay, so there's a lot of cool shit in here. So um I'm gonna crack it open. Oh, that sounded so good that there nobody go. at home could hear. The title page is Is that a lady dragon? It looks like a lady dragon. Oh,
1: it does. I love the color.
0: Yeah, I can hear your boner from here, Terry. <laughs> and it's got like earrings and like I'm uh, I'm in. Yeah, this is so cool. Okay, uh lead designer is James Wyatt. Uh, the editors are Judy Bowers, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, which is good. Chris Perkins, of course, and F Wesley Schneider. Um, so the alternate cover, of course, is included in the art. These are crystal dragons that we're seeing on the on the cover art, okay. which is what those. That I said. That. I, inspired, well, I guess they're sapphires, maybe. What I, what I thought there. So um, disclaimer, because it's always the best part of the book. No guarantee is made that this book was or was not removed from the horde of a dragon. Be aware that items taken from a dragon's hoard might carry traces of the dragon's inherent magic even long after they are removed from said hoard. Exposure to another dragon's hoard can reawaken that magic with unpredictable results. Well, put that into your game. Absolutely, that... That's never occurred to me before, but right. now, okay, we're doing a dragon campaign now. This is <laughs> and
1: I never read disclaimers on things. Do I look like someone who would ever read a disclaimer ever? No. And I missed out on it. and I'll read every single one.
0: You should, look, Terry, go through. Some of them are fucking hilarious. <laughs> it looks like here, okay, table of contents, there's six big chapters and some sidebars listed out. Oh, the sidebars are listed out, which is good. There's no appendices, mm-hmm. apparently, but we are going to get... All of the little bits and pieces that you go hunting for throughout the book are now listed on the table of contents so you can find it at a glance. Six big chapters. The first one is Elegy for the First World. And then there's Character Creation, Dragon Magic. That's what we were looking for, right? Yeah, that's right. Dragons in Play, which is about role playing and adventures, campaigns, followers, encounters. We get Layers and Hordes, the Draconomicon, which should be kind of a. You know, the, the. First, like, section of Volos and Mordenkind is, like, broke down bits and pieces of history. Yeah. I assume that that's what this is going to be for all of the different dragons. Um, And there's a shit ton of them in here, too. And then there's a bestiary that looks like it takes up about half the book. I was going to say, it looks a little thin compared to some of the others, but it's 225 pages. Right, yeah. There we go. I'm excited for this book. I'm just excited by the potential in this book. I hope it lives up to it. Yeah. And even if it's not quite what I was looking for,
1: I'm going to be so excited that it, it, it's, it's about dragons solely anyway. that I'm, I'm going to take something from it, even if it's just inspiration from the lore to put into games. So
0: I am fairly certain that Pepperina sleeps with one of these under her pillow.
1: A, a dragon or a book?
0: Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> All right, Here.
1: Okay, so the first section covers the elegy for the first world, which is essentially like a song, like a, a, a lament about uh, about Bahamut and Tiamat as well. Their their involvement with the, from my quick glance here, their creation of the worlds and, and their involvement with it. And as I turn the page here. Uh, they, we start to go into dragon involvement in general across the major campaign settings. Forgotten Realms, Greyhawk, Dragonlance, and Eberron. And even uh, touching on Dragon Sight here, and I won't spoil this too much, but it's essentially a dragon's awareness of other incarnations of themselves across the other campaign settings. That's
0: fucking batshit crazy.
1: It, it is, but it also, uh, because I like realism in my fantasy, which I know is hard to get, It, 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 for me, it, it says that it's okay to have this particular name dragon in this world, but also in this world. So, where my brain goes, but they're not in Greyhawk, they're in the Forgotten Realms. Now it's okay for me. Now I can go crazy on that and it'll be absolutely fine.
0: This is Fizzban and the Multiverse of Madness. And I'm okay, and I'm good with that already. All right, so I'm going to grab the book back from you then, and then. Uh, we get a splash page of art like they always do at the mm-hmm. beginning of every chapter in every book. Now that seems to be their MO. Uh, this is pretty cool though because you get this like like ethereal fist coming out. Right. Because it says here that uh, in his guise as a young monk, Bahamut helps a pair of adventurers put an end to a young red dragon's depredations. So I'm assuming that that's Bahamut there kind of in the background with that purple fist and then the big fist comes down. We also get a uh, ascended dragon monk subclass oh so that's i feel like the the idea behind it right um okay well we're right in character creation here so um it gets into draconic races subclass options heroes of the dragon includes inspiration for characters of any class to portray their training or magic as derived from a connection to dragons draconic feats Okay, so there are the races, and there's a little quote from Fizban. They had all of these quotes from Tasha all the way through, and they were pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Fizban says, it's all too easy to prefer a certain color of Dragonborn, but what's inside is really what matters, which is to say, the sort of damage the breath can do to you. Sure. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, I guess he's not wrong. Um, creating your character talks about ability score increases. Um, so this is the same basic idea that they've had. They've changed now that your, I guess, sub-race and race do not come with an inherent plus two to strength, one to dex. It's pick two and one and one in another or pick three or pick right. one in three, right? So so they've kind of changed it a little bit. Uh it talks about languages and creature types. And then it jumps into Chromatic Dragonborn. They have, ooh, Chromatic Ancestry. You have a Chromatic... Oh, it's just the same as it was before. Uh, Draconic Resistance, Chromatic Warding, starting at 5th level. I think this is new. As an action, you can channel your Draconic Energy to protect yourself. For one minute, you become immune to the damage type associated with your Chromatic Ancestry. Once you use this trait, you can't do it again until you finish a long rest. Okay. So, I think you're resistant to it all the time. But you can choose to be totally immune once a day, essentially. Right.
1: You might be in a situation with low intelligence monsters that are not going to identify that in you. So they may still try and use that against you.
0: I'm thinking, too, about the red dragonborn that's, you know, they lost the necklace, the amulet down into the pool of lava. And he goes, I got this, guys. Yeah. And he just strips off the armor and walks down into it and comes out holding the amulet again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's cool. Then we have gem dragonborn. So these are brand new. I don't want to get into it, but. We get gem flight and psionic mind are two of the things they can do. Gem dragons are always about psionics Mm -hmm. and shit. I really like the gem dragon versions in Matt Colville's book. Um, I'm assuming they're going to be radically different from the shit we find in here. Right. Uh, The damage types for them are force, radiant, psychic, thunder, and necrotic. So it doesn't double up with any of the other... 10, yep, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and then of course, Metallic Dragonborn. The art is so cool in these. Yeah, it really is. They've got oh, they've changed how the breath weapons work for Metallic Dragonborn, which is interesting. I'm gonna have to dig into this a little bit later. But then they give us subclass options here. Wave the Ascendant Dragon for the Monk. Fizban says, "My favorite Ascendant Dragon monks all narrate their bodily attacks aloud with full onomatopoeias. Swish kapow, indeed." <laughs> I feel like that would be super fucking annoying after a little while Yeah, you get to do that once Yeah, but I, I also like the idea of it being a freaking Kenku doing it <laughs> <laughs> We
1: should, yeah, because Kenkus mimic things We should have them just mimic the sounds that the PCs are making Or the yeah. characters are making, rather Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, that's fun So um, they give us a D6 table for the Ascendant Dragon origin I'm going to pick one at random here You found a scroll written in Draconic That contained inspiring new techniques And that's all you needed to to launch onto your path. There's, this looks pretty standard. You do get Breath of the Dragon. So you get a 20-foot cone or 30-foot line of a damage type, acid, cold, fire, lightning, or poison. So one of the basic ones, right? Not the gem dragons. So just as a monk, you now get a breath weapon. Yeah. So that's a little, that's a little neat. Wings, which means you get to fly. Oh no. Here we go. Uh, unfurl spectral dragon wings from your back That vanish at the end of your turn While they exist You have a flying speed equal to your walking speed And you get to use it a number of times Equal to your proficiency bonus mm-hmm. Per long rest So that's not broken That's that's like super jump, right? Right, and because it's,
1: it's for a round, right? It's your turn yeah. So it's it's not like the the ASMR ability where you can do it for like a minute. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like you can go thirty feet. Well, I mean, you're a monk, so you're gonna go forty feet or fifty feet or whatever, right. Eventually, but you, you can only do it like maximum six times a day, and that's when you're level like eighteen plus. Mm-hmm. That, that's not that's not broken to me, right? Uh, I like that. And again, it's more movement stuff, which monks should have. Um, and they've got a couple of high powerful things, including the one at 11th level gives you frightful presence or resistance, it looks like. And the ascendant aspect at 17th level gives you a boost to your breath weapon, blind sight for 10 feet, or something called explosive fury. I'm looking forward to the to the monk episode where we cover all this shit. Yeah. Uh, for the ranger, Drake Warden. Fizzband says, they say that rangers tend to look a lot like their bestial companions. That makes Drake Wardens among the most attractive of humanoids. Sure, yeah. Um, again, D6 table for the origin. Uh, you get a Drake companion at third level, which doesn't have a challenge rating. It's not actually a Drake from the Monster Manual. It's actually a, a special sidekick This is what Rangers should have had in the first. Pepperino will love this because her familiar in real life is named Drake. (laughs) Named
1: after a Drake, not the popular Canadian hip hop artist. (laughs) Um
0: uh, there's a bond of Fang and Scale. Oh, it's adorable little art of what looks like a large iguana, which I guess is a green drake. Like, licking the face of a dragonborn.
1: The art is really popping in this one.
0: It really is. I feel like the color is really popping out. Maybe it's just because it's a new book, but... Um, Then you get Draconic Feats. There are gifts of Chromatic Dragon, Gem Dragon, and Metallic Dragon. Each one of them looks radically different. Oh, and that's the end. So there's some character stuff in here, but... I'm glad that this is leaning towards DMs. Right. We really do need more DM books. There hasn't been a whole lot there. So um, here, let's move on to chapter two.
1: Okay, so chapter two, I'm going to cover uh, Dragon Magic. I'm already excited here as I take a quick flick through as uh, as I'm uh, talking aloud here. Uh, the, the artwork, I mentioned it a second ago, is just so vibrant. And I love the little scenes that they have. I, it's, I love the rush of inspiration you get from a new book. Um, so I'm su- I'm seriously excited about this. So we're going to take a look at some new spells that we have, and these spells are available. They're are bard spells, sorcerer spells, wizard. I see down here druid. Um, it Doesn't look like anything for like cleric or paladin or anything like that. No, that's okay though. It's yeah. It 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 this th- for the classes that they've done it for. It fits much better.
0: Traditionally, dragons are linked to arcane magic, so right. even druid is a surprise. So
1: right. Uh, so I won't go into details on what these spells do, but I'll tease with some of the names for you. So we have Fizzband's Platinum Shield jumps out at me here. I see Rhymes, Binding Ice, Summon Draconic Spirit, which there is a stat block for on the next page. Nice. Yeah. Uh, for With regards to magic items, we get a Crystal Blade. Uh, the... The Dragon Lance, Adam. <laughs> the Dragon really? Lance, yeah. Weapon Gosh, lance. It's that. a lance or a pike. It's legendary, of course. It requires attunement. I won't give away what it's going to do. You got to buy the book for that. But I'm already excited about that one. An emerald pen. I don't know. Maybe Dan will like that one. He's more that, of a reader than a writer. But... Yeah,
0: that sounds like a Dan thing.
1: And then, and I like this one because of the relationship to gold dragons. The gold canary figurine of wondrous power. Oh, and,
0: oh, okay. So I do know this about Fizban. Fizban traditionally walks around with a number of gold dragons that have polymorphed into canaries. Is that not um Bahamut that does that? It's also Bahamut and yeah, see we do common the, practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um but it's cool that you actually get was it gold canaries or giant canaries. Uh there's blonder. a stat
1: block for a giant canary and that stat block is linked to the gold canary figurine of Wondrous Power. That so is, there you go. Yeah. Guess what happens? Cool. <laughs> yeah so that's great uh we get a ruby weave gem a sapphire buckler uh topaz annihilator they're
0: really leaning into the gem dragon shit with a lot of this too which is really cool
1: what i love is there's is also a section dedicated to hoard magic items so this is magic items that you fi- i imagine that you find you- horde out th- that, that you people... know you find within oh. the dragon's horde a little quotation from fizzban i've let adventurers put their toys in my hoard." St- <laughs> <laughs> fizzban. <laughs> <Fizban. laughs> Fizban has let adventurers put their toys in his hoard to steep once or twice. I can never get a good night's sleep while they're there, though. It's like an itch. This is It's Dancing a Line, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> Stats in a line. Wizards know what they did. <laughs> they know what they did there.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Items relate to... Oh, so, increasing power. A horde item left to steepen a dragon's horde absorbs power from the horde. Oh, I like that. There's also decreasing power. Uh, some horde item quirks. Let's do one or two of these. So, uh, number three. The item glows softly when within 60 feet of a dragon or another horde item. I like that.
0: Yeah, It's going to be useful. It that, is fun That level. is a neat little clue, too, if you don't know where this item came from.
1: Right. Right. Number seven, the item grants its bearer resistance to the damage type of the breath weapon of the last dragon whose horde the item steeped in. Ooh. I like that because that encourages you to go to a dragon's horde if you want to change what yeah. the, that breath weapon is. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I, I'm glad they're putting some effort into this to make it more than just, this is a dragon, he's got hit points. Which yeah. is, by the way, they fly, you should pick people up and drop them. Yeah
1: among other tactics that were mentioned yeah (laughs) uh but there's also a section here for draconic gifts um so uh i won't bore you guys by reading all of the paragraphs here while while we're while we're online here but it sounds like i think these are literally gifts from dragons
0: that's this is why kobolds follow dragons right this is this makes perfect sense. This is why there are dragon cults. I'm glad we have a reason now behind
1: it. Yeah, so we I mean we have a draconic familiar here, draconic rebirth, draconic senses. Yeah, these are gifts that are bestowed upon you by dragons, it looks like. So uh super exciting there. Tongue of the dragon just caught my eye there. Uh, and that's I it. bet it did. And that's it for the uh, the section there on uh, the chapter there on, on draconic magic, but I'm already excited because that's specifically what I requested. So there we go. Chapter two.
0: So for chapter three here, you'll notice above the little chapter, it actually has little canaries.
1: Oh, is that three canaries? That's the three canaries. Three. Hold on, I gotta go back. Get away. There are two above chapter two. It. Yeah, that's
0: brilliant. See, it's that level of detail that I really appreciate. Yeah. Uh, this you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> this chapter is intended for the Dungeon Master. It says that outright. Uh, it's got some artwork of Fizban. Um, and uh, then it gets into role-playing dragons. To portray a convincing human, one must embody greed, selfishness, and vigilance. To portray a convincing dragon, one must relax. Re- that that's important. That is That'll important. Look, that idea it? that like there's nothing here that you can possibly do that would threaten me. Don't man. act desperate. Act like you've been in this room before. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yes, yes. Uh, there's a D twenty chart of a dragon appearance. Terry, roll me a, roll me a number on a D twenty here. I got two. Uh, you get a large scar. Get, right. Yeah. Give me something else. That, That's that was a little weak. Nineteen. Uh, you get sharpened or serrated scales. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, they're they're pretty basic here, but we have dragon mannerisms for a D twenty table. Give me one. One. <laughs> Jesus Terry. I know. Uh, rotates head from side to side when listening or speaking. Uh, dragon bonds. Give me a D ten. Nine. Uh, that one is. I'm trying to collect an extremely rare set of priceless treasures. So, like, we're getting... We get flaws and secrets here. All right, uh, give me one more, D10. Okay, Uh, seven. Okay, another dragon has sworn to find and destroy me. Is a secret that they have.
1: Why I love this is because role-playing is difficult for people, but if you can give them two or three avenues just to focus on, just to stay there, rotate your head from side to side, everything is about this dragon trying to find you. They don't get lost... And the idea
0: of I don't know what to say, I don't know how to act goes away. The the bonds, flaws, personality traits, and ideals that come with the background for players to help them roleplay. DMs don't get that shit, right? Yeah. For monsters and NPCs. Not usually. They've been doing it more recently in some of the books. I love that they're doing this for dragons. Because people so. will remember the dragon that has the tick or something. Um, How to name your dragon. Sure. Fizban says, many common phrases have origins in draconic names. Great Googly Moogly, Goody Goody Gumdrops, and Gadzooks all have their origins in the name of my capricious friend, Galgotha Mogolotha I fucked that up. Whose dragon breath also produced a boppy trumpety tune. Galgoloth Mogolathus. Nope, it's just... The names on this that are listed here are just monstrously long. Although you remember in episode uh, uh well we've recorded it i'm not sure it's come out yet where we talked about all the famous dragons there was one that was uh cloggy leah mater yeah and you were like how the fuck? yeah i remember yeah he's listed here clouth as well um so there are it actually is making reference to some of the uh yeah, clouth is
1: also mine i think
0: yeah uh, yeah look look this is just badass holy shit it keeps going there is a <laughs> d20 table where it breaks it down by four parts done how to build a dragon name so it's like almost syllable by syllable right Jesus all right customizing dragons lifespan of dragons cool oh wormling goals one to six uh number three is acquire minions who will bring food and treasure. Uh, young dragon goals. Oh, because they oh, of course because their goals are going to ascend in importance as well. Yeah. yeah, amass a much amass as much treasure as possible. Adult dragon goals: develop dragon sight to pursue goals across multiple worlds. Ancient dragon goals: transform an entire world into an extreme environment suitable as a lair—a volcanic hellscape, a frozen wonderland, an arid wasteland, or the like.
1: That's a whole campaign. That right, right
0: there. there, yeah, right. So. Little sidebar about dragons and territory. And you actually get artwork for blue dragons all the way through at the different levels too. Mm-hmm. Actually the blue dragon art looks vaguely familiar. It's reminiscent of the silver dragon art from 3.5. Right, okay. Okay. That's a little hmm, Interesting. Okay. Uh reproduction. Dragon porn Terry. Wow. Yeah. Nice big set of You gotta pay here. for that. Jeez. Uh, that's uh quite to the horde. Uh half dragons. Talk about half dragon origins, blood transformations, uh, horde thieves, forbidden fruit, true love's gift, uh, death of a dragon, dragon death throws. You get a d6 table for that, uh, regional reversal. So, you know how they all have regional effects. What happens afterwards? Passing the mantle, undeath. I've never met a creature I didn't love, but I have met a few I didn't want alive. Sure. Um, this is Ebon Death. Here this is a famous dragon um from the forgotten realms here the uh is a dracolich i believe looks like a black dracolich yeah yeah uh, and then echoes across the world's gods and religions there are huge sects they all come with tables shapeshifting dragon organizations including cult of the dragon the chamber hide carved dragons these are all like like organizations built around dragons Inheritors of the first world is another one Then it gets into followers Dragon relationships Is is there a business owner A companion A crime boss An emperor A god A noble A parental fig It just keeps going and going And that That right there You can't tell But that kobold Terry Has a boner That kobold is jacked (laughs)
1: Look at that It's the most muscular kobold I've ever seen it's upwards angle That's what (laughs) (laughs) That's the trick
0: No but really That that is the happiest kobold Like that is delusions of grandeur. Yeah, right there
1: absolutely. So I love it. This yeah. is this isn't you know for for those DMs that don't have the answers. This is the questions you didn't even think to ask mm-hmm. in this section.
0: Dragons, minions, including explosive minion. When the minion dies, it releases a burst of energy. Shut uh, minion's mind. The minion can't be compelled to act in a way contrary to its master's instructions. Selfless bodyguard, sacrificial minion, telepathic minion. These are phenomenal things that you can add to. There's a D20 chart for adventure hooks. I love it. Those things with the minions there, that's stuff
1: DMs can build puzzles around because the minions are going to act in a predictable way,
0: like a pattern that you can pick up on. How many times have you fought a cult and the cult, all the cult members do the exact same right. thing, room after room after room? This changes the landscape. Yeah. Um, Dragon encounters is the next section here in this chapter three. That right there, like Game of Thrones level oh, yeah. of like, destruction on a battlefield. Definitely. Um, it's cool that we're actually getting some art for the green dragon with the poison breath and what that actually looks like. I can't remember if I've ever seen that before. I don't think so. It's always been like a little tuft of green smoke out of the nostril. Right, right? yeah. But this is true green dragon breath in this artwork. Oh, it's nasty. Dragon adventure. So hold on, what do we have? We had... It looks like it smells terrible. <laughs> we had encounters... And then there's a section on adventures. Dragon as a schemer, dragon as a power, dragon as a monster. Is that a black dragon then? This, in the heart of the jungle, the black great worm, Rashka, Rashak, keeps watch over a ruined city. You can see his fucking skull. That's badass. Um, and then dragon campaigns is the next section. And how to go over to campaign events, different factions, the metallic orders, the dragon gods. My God, there's so much. There's so much. And of course, oh, Tiamat.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love the all of the breath weapons going off there.
0: Yeah, and and beefy. Not this svelte little wiry whip that we've seen in Tiamat. Uh, yeah. yeah, it should be beefy like should that.
1: be like colossal, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah she, she got a booty.
1: Tiamat. I was halfway through a burp when Adam said that. That's why I didn't respond to friends. Tiamat has a booty. That's right.
0: All right. So here, here you go. I'm going to uh, flip it over because we're of the next one. Uh, chapter four for you, Terry. I
1: don't how know many, how I don't many know. canaries? There's four canaries. Yes. <laughs> that chapter you just did, Adam, was so exciting. <laughs> <how> I, turned, <laughs> I turned the page and I said, "This one's not going to be as good," but I think it. Uh, I think it may well be. Uh, we're chapter four. We're going to cover layers and hordes. Um, well, so-
0: layer me down and hoard yourself out, then, Terry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will hoard myself out. I get, times are not as tough as they were. <laughs> two years ago okay so now we're sponsored I know yeah that's it now we're sponsored that's by a ball company so great the first page we have a we have some more amazing artwork here of Fizban arguing with a smug statue in the lair of an amused dragon and there is an amused dragon in the brass dragon in the background and the statue does look smug so I feel like the arguing is justified (laughs) Um, so let's take a look at dragon lairs Uh, Fizban says home is where the horde is and I believe that So, we have tables right away. We have a table for the lair location and like unusual features to do with the location of the lair. And then we have regional effects as well. So, some terrain changes, some weather changes that may occur, whether it's like unending rain um, or whether it's pleasant weather, whatever it is, some water changes. Changes to creatures, so draconic births is an example, so beasts and monstrosities that are born within six miles of the lair have a high likelihood, to DMs, that means definitely do it, of being being half-dragons. Some planar connections, so planar portals for example, so fissures, archways, or tunnels within one mile of the dragon's lair form magical portals to enter um, the elemental plane. Uh, some draconic magic, some cosmetic alterations, sure. This Just is Vancouver. Like eyeliner, we like, or, yeah. yeah, we like some cosmetic alterations yeah. in, in uh, Vancouver. Um, so starry scenes, for example. so At night, the stars above the dragon's lair are surrounded by faint outlines of creatures that begin to move and act out scenes from the dragon's oh, dreams, including the dragon right i love that layer actions uh so for a layer action example here we have lingering breath any creature that took damage from the dragon's breath weapon on the dragon's previously turn immediately takes 3d6 damage of that type as the breath weapons energy lingers and clings to its targets interesting but be careful how you play with that one that's the fastest way to piss people off right? <laughs> you're still getting hurt from the thing on the last round people love that uh, dragon hordes. So, what Fizban says here is, what is a dragon without a horde? The answer is, it turns out, is
0: significantly diminished. Okay? Um, so we go over, uh, the, uh, the... Is a- Fizban just, like, a greedy little bastard? Is that what... Because he keeps talking about hordes over and over. Or, do you think that horde magic is actually a thing that he's talking about? I mean, I think
1: it's going to turn out that horde magic is a thing. It's, as we go into this chapter, it looks like it may be. So, um... This discusses the ages of the dragons with relation to the age, the hordes, and the powers. So how this changes from wormlings to young dragons, adult dragons, for example, here. Um, A dragon's transition into into adulthood is measured by two milestones, a century of life, and a horde worth around 15,000 gold pieces or more.
0: You know, that makes... Finally, we have a reason besides shiny greed for a dragon to be pissed that someone is in their horde. Right. Right? Like, I'm fine with Smaug doing his own freaking thing in Mm -hmm. The Hobbit. Like, he's the OG. He can just be greedy. But, like, I'm glad that D&D is putting their own spin on this.
1: Right, Yeah. I like this idea of linking hordes. So when a dragon separates their horde, there's linking factors. So right off the top here, number one being the broken pieces of an artifact, such as the rod of seven parts. will link all of these hordes together. Cool. Uh, There's rules and text here for plundering a horde, uh, for horde quirks, whether it be uh, dragon dreams, so creatures sleeping near the treasure uh, dream of the dragon, or uh, secret turns, so uh, sentient items from the horde want to return to the dragon's lair and cause characters to accidentally stray in that direction. Haunted hordes, and uh, a dragon's curse. So let's take a look at an example of a curse. So each affected creature's speed is reduced by 10 feet or when an affected creature dies, its soul becomes imprisoned by the slain dragon's spirit, preventing the creature from being raised from the dead. Yikes. Uh, rules here, our tables here on how to break a dragon hordes curse competition for a horde that's interesting number three on this table says create a dead magic zone where spells and magic items won't function or number six open a portal to another plane of existence or another world of the material plane interesting and then ideas and tables here for what's in a hoard, so what kinds of te- treasure to expect okay we have uh, we have coins we have uh, text on mundane items uh gem and art objects art is a thing that doesn't come up much.
0: It's a huge thing. So I've started in my own campaigns, actually. Just sidebar here. Mm-hmm. I make everybody roll random encounters, but it's not just creatures that pop up. It's also NPCs or weather or um the road they're on or one of the things is items. And so I just grab different tables out of the DMG. There's so much shit about artwork and art in the DMG. And if you think about it, in the Forgotten Realms, which is apparently histories built on fallen empires built on fallen empires mm-hmm. throughout the ages and whatnot What do we have left over from the Greeks and Romans and Egyptians but art right Of course that's a thing yeah it just never occurs to anybody but there's some cool shit in the DMG yeah
1: and then you can words go...
0: I never thought I'd say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, right. But then you can go deep and using that artwork or that uh, that history as like clues and, and, yeah. and parts of your campaign. Right? Even this is exciting. So the origins of the coins that you find—it's always just gold pieces, right? It's never. Uh, coins from an ancient culture that are the local to this region it's never coins from a uh, well maybe a nearby contemporary culture or coins from another world you know this is all part of the all part of the campaign this, this
0: is how you drop the hint early that you're heading over to ravnica later
1: hundred percent. I like the rules here for creating a horde. So what a wormling horde looks like in comparison to adult dragon horde. This is like the nice. ideas for the amounts of copper pieces to silver pieces. Uh, 2d8 gems for a wormling horde as opposed to uh, whatever it is over on this side. I can't see the mundane items. Uh, sorry. Uh, for the adult dragon horde, it doesn't have a number for gems, of course. But it's comparisons <laughs> here. Because, you know, th- that's the type of thing you don't have direction on as yeah. a DM, right? Okay, yeah. you're going to a young dragon horde. Well, what's in there? I don't know a lot of shit you know and how much of that stuff Is that a D100
0: no, Yeah it's a D100 table on the next page right? Yeah
1: that's right yeah so um so so we have a D100 table here for uh horde mundane items. So, of course, you roll and you see what you get there. So a couple of cool ideas here. So a sketchbook from another world of the material plane depicting unfamiliar creatures and one very familiar dragon. I love it. A large, noisy wind chime. Sure, just make it work. <laughs> uh, you have horde gems, art objects, the magic items that are associated with it. These tables, they provide real direction for these DMs. When you're diving into something that you... You think you know, right? You think you know how to make a good hoard. But, of course, there should be, I say rules loosely, but guidelines for everything. Um, because even... Look, even- it, it's helpful
0: to have a team of writers sit down and and get paid to come up with shit and think about stuff outside the box Yeah, that you're doing is you're sitting there you know slaving away at work or stuck in traffic right yeah. like get the professionals help on this this makes a world of difference you don't have to reinvent the wheel nobody's going to say your campaign is
1: unoriginal because you follow the guidelines on how much to put in a young dragon horde if anything it's just going to make the important stuff that you want to put into your campaign easier to deal with because you don't have to think about all this extra bullshit as well yeah uh, and that's it for the chapter on uh, on dragon items hordes and uh, and everything else we covered there
0: this brings us to the chapter called the Draconomicon. Now, I'm going to be honest. In previous editions, there have been books that are called the Draconomicon. And this is kind of what the Treasury of Dragon here is about, right? Um, In my personal experience, every, or in my personal opinion anyway, every time that they've released a Draconomicon, that's when the edition jumps the shark. Right. Too much bloat at that point. We've done two monster manuals, maybe three, bunch of players, handbooks at that point. We're on the DMG2. There's a bunch of different adventures, and people are like, oh, I'll give us the next big thing. And they say, well, we'll do dragons, because it's in the title. Normally, shortly thereafter, you get a dungeoneering book. And I'm like, well, guys, you're just milking the title now. And mm-hmm. everything there is power creep and kind of shitty and, you know, just like unnecessary details about the digestion habits of dragons. And I'm not even joking that shit that I've read about. <laughs> so so to see that this has been boiled down into a single chapter means that I assume that it's only the most useful shit. Right. And we are not threatening to jump the shark on this. It's, I hope. Fingers crossed. Let's take a look. Um, and again, five little canaries. The artwork here is beautiful. Uh, Fizban addresses a council of metallic dragons on a matter of crucial importance. Probably unrelated to baked goods. <laughs> like, I get the impression that Fizban is just baked all of the time. Right. So, Do you think he's like a bit of an asshole, to be honest? Or? Well, if he's anything like Gandalf. Gandalf is a bit of an asshole, too. Fight me. But like, yeah. every wizard should be... Every high power wizard. Look, I'm not giving wizards permissions to be assholes yeah. in d d But every high-powered wizard should just have a longer view than pleasantries. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, anyway. Uh, Draconomicon. Uh, how do the mindsets of red dragons and gold dragons differ? Where do they prefer to build their lairs? And what allies do they favor? This chapter, intended for DMs, explores the answers to many such questions. So, and let's see if we were right When we answered these questions in previous episodes yeah. <laughs> um, Using the entries Here we have a little section at the beginning Creating a dragon, dragon adventures Dragon lairs, dragon treasures And dragons of legend And then it flips us over here To the first one Amethyst Jesus There's tables upon tables And there's a map for a lair Okay hold on There's four pages of Amethyst dragon <laughs> Creating an Amethyst Dragon, DH table. It's Ideals, D6 table. An Adventure Hook, DH table. Connected Creatures, D6s. D6 table, so Violet Fairy Dragon or an Amethyst Dragon. wormling sibling of the disappearance of their dragon parent. A Cloister of Flumps. Okay, so a Circle of Druids. All right, Young Amethyst Dragon Connections. Adult Amethyst Dragon Connections. Ancient Amethyst Dragon Connections. There's a theme here. And then we get el denser the lurker who is also known as the worm who hides in blades so it looks like we get a famous one here okay and then there's a whole like splash page essentially of an amethyst dragon lair um and then a description of them entrances main caves glowing crystals chimneys upper caves and then treasures and different art objects they may have okay so that's fun one of the things that drives me nuts by the way is that every time that I look in one of the books, the map is 1 square equals 10 feet, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, Listen bitches. Yeah, I agree. I, just fuck.
1: Because then when it comes to the the game that we play and we try and transfer this map onto our squared paper, you got to you're you're thinking too hard and I always fuck it up every time. <laughs> Cuz I had to do this for Ravenloft once and I fucked <laughs> it up.
0: Uh, uh, all right, so then Black Dragons is next. It looks essentially the same here, creating a Black Dragon. Uh, this one gives us ideals, personality traits, spell casting. A uh, young will have spell save DC of 13, and it lists a couple of spells. And then uh, same thing for adult and ancient, not for wormling though. Uh, connected creatures, adventure hooks. A, a different looking map that looks radically different, so a different kind of layer here. Additional layer actions listed out. Uh, Rashak, I oh hold on a sec. I'm gonna keep flipping because we go into blue dragons next. There, there was a thing about treasures there for them. It's every one of these has a has a famous. It looks like has a famous dragon listed in it. Excellent. That's just mind boggling. It's almost like someone should sit down and do an episode about famous fucking dragons. (laughs) All right, so hold on, hold on. There's, oh, holy shit. There's tons of stuff in here. This section looks like to be, it is just a massive portion of the book. Hold on, let me flip back to the table of contents here. This is 78 pages that breaks down. (laughs) How how many? 222 or something? 225. So that's like a third of the damn book, which it should be, right? But it breaks down the nitty gritties for... Amethyst dragons, black dragons, blue dragons, brass dragons, bronze dragons, copper dragons, crystal dragons, deep dragons. I don't know what the fuck a deep dragon is. What is a deep dragon, I wonder? It's one that's particularly insightful and we'll ask you, but is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, dragon turtles, emerald dragons, which uh, more gem dragon, right? Fairy dragons get included. Gold dragons, green dragons, moonstone dragons. I'm not sure what that is. I'm out. Um, red dragons, sapphire dragons, shadow dragons, silver dragons, topaz dragons, and white dragons. You'll notice draculiches are not a part of this mm-hmm. um, because they're undead and they're more lich than dragon. Right. You'll also notice that uh, we're not getting half dragons or wyverns or hydras or anything else in here because they're not true dragons. Right. Um, but they've got a full expansive section on each one of these between four and five pages for each it looks like but I love the fact that each one of them has a different layer radically different layer. Yeah
1: you got tight skinny mazes there you've got big open spaces looks like lakes in 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 one of them
0: I saw there. This is just this is it's fucking amazing is what it is. I am so stoked to use dragons now. It's finally Dungeons and Dragons. We've been bitching right. about how lackluster dragons have been this really fixes it in this sense. And I
1: love the side view on the map there as well.
0: For the white dragon layer. Yeah, yeah so that really helps. There's an upper and lower section. This, okay, I got to I gotta flip back. Fairy dragons. We had a layer for fairy dragons because I'd fucking laugh at Come bit. on. No, we don't. We don't get a layer for fairy dragons. Uh, they It describes it, but we don't get art for it. We just get a...
1: DMs, you got to shrink your player characters down. And then just shrink a map of a regular dragon lair as well and then just have like a small soldiers type battle.
0: You know in Dungeon of the Mad Mage there's a part where you do get shrunken down into a like toy castle where there is a, a fairy dragon and a homunculus trapped in eternal battle. And you've got to choose which side you're part of. That's, that's just one of the side quests in that. Like it's... And there are... St- some kind of giants. I want to say stone outside that right. are sleeping that you can't wake up. Like, it's just... It's fucking batshit. Crazy. I love it. Chapter
1: six. Oh. Okay. Chapter six. Six little canaries. Sounds like a nursery rhyme. Um, uh, but we, we're, we're looking at the bestiary. And I looked two or three pages in and Adam stopped me because I was giving genuine reactions there. Uh, and so I'm going to go back to the beginning so I can go through it all again. So we have some beautiful artwork, of course, with... Looks like. I count three dragons on a page, all of different sizes. It looks like a rampaging blue great worm threatens a world's existence, and Bahamut stands alongside the world's greatest heroes. So, Bahamut is the massive dragon. No, that's the
0: it. blue dragon. That's the great dragon. Oh, that is the blue dragon. Holy shit. I think Bahamut is the ass. He's one of the people. This must be him here. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Is there a sure. wizard looking guy? Well,
1: oh, no, this must be him because the canaries are around him.
0: Okay. The, yeah, all right
1: Okay, okay, sure. Uh, okay, so we have uh wow right away we have the amethyst dragon so the ancient the adult the young uh and the uh, and the amethyst dragon wormling as well there's animated breath a chromatic dragon's breath weapon is manifested into energy that suffices uh, sorry that suffuses the dragon huh interesting beautiful then we get there oh then we get an aspect of of bahamut at uh cr30 and we also get an aspect of tiamat
0: great cr30
1: the artwork is just beautiful like uh, i'm not exaggerating this like this is one of the books which has really blown me away with the artwork because we see from the breath weapons to the 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 breath weapons filling up in the chest the uh how it affects around them as it goes off it just it's just gorgeous what is that that is a chromatic great worm it is cr27
0: I assume the big difference between great worms. The reason it says chromatic is just because you had different damage right. types.
1: Right. Yeah. And then we have our crystal dragons of all ages and sizes. The deep dragon. So all ages of a deep dragon. So I guess this is. I mean, it appears to be like an underwater dragon, which isn't a dragon turtle. Maybe. Go to the go to the beginning of it. What do we have here? Uh, making their laps. Oh, in the depths of the underdark. There we go. Deep dragons are a nightmarish cousin of chromatic dragons. And, they, and it well, looks they terrifying. they used to be
0: purple dragons in previous editions.
1: Right, okay. It looks terrifying, to be honest.
0: Oh, a Dracohydra? That, is that just a dragon with five heads? Yeah, it just it's looks just like, like... a little Tiamat?
1: It's like a little Tiamat, exactly. But the heads may just keep growing. <laughs> we don't know. Yikes. Uh, Draconians? Draconians right. are bipedal monsters born from dragon eggs that have been corrupted or warped by powerful magic. Most option... Most op. Often, this corruption is a deliberate act. The work of an aspiring tyrant seeking to transform stolen eggs into a draconian army. They look terrifying. There's draconian dreadnought right there and draconian soldiers. Foot soldiers and infiltrators. Uh, there's a draconian mage. This is a whole new... Are you aware of this race from other
0: editions? Uh, in passing. Again, by the time the draconomicons were coming out, I was—I started to tune out and move on to the next edition. Right. So.
1: Uh, Dragonblood Ooze.
0: comes in at a cr5 yeah
1: so magic-minded artisans have long incorporated parts of dragon's bodies into magic items crafting dragon hide into armor and forging weapons from claws and teeth alchemists have found beneficial uses for dragon blood but ill-advised experiments have also given rise to dragon blood oozes we have a dragon bone a dragonbone golem here coming in cr11 uh and then dragonborn champions Okay, so we're getting NPCs here. Yeah, NPCs, right? Dragonborn of Bahamut. Yeah. Yeah, Dragonborn of Tiamat. A Dragon Flesh Grafter.
0: That's some of the grafting Dragon Flesh on on their own bodies.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's some Simic Hybrid level shit right there. Dragon Flesh Abomination here. And then other NPCs, so some Dragon Followers. So you have Dragon Blast, Dragon Chosen, Dragon Speaker. Um, moving over onto Dragon Turtles here. What is this? What does this say? Oh, a Dragon L. We haven't had
0: Dragonels yet okay. in Fifth Edition. That's fun.
1: Mm, okay. So, uh, so Dragon Turtles. So now
0: we have. I like this because now we have different ages
1: of Dragon Turtles.
0: Finally. Well, we had a young or a juvenile Dragon Turtle in one of the adventures. I want to say, probably Ghost of Salt Marsh, off the top of my head. Okay. But I'm glad that we're actually getting. Is there a Wormling version of it, or is it just? There
1: right? is a Dragon Turtle Wormling. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm glad that that legitimizes them as part of the dragon talk.
1: We may be getting close to something that you're looking for here. I don't know if you see the artwork of the eggs. Nice. We have egg hunters. So egg hunters are parasites that seek out dragon eggs and feed upon the contents. So there's egg hunter hatch things, egg hunter adults. Hopefully we're moving towards what we want here. An elder brain dragon jesus and then we have the emerald dragon hold so on the,
0: hold on hold on elder brain dragon what's the cr on that the cr is 22 well i mean it fucking would be wouldn't it yeah and it has tadpole brine breath <laughs> well i guess who came I, which in turn came I, up yeah, with yeah i'm not even touching that one that's yeah. them curt like skirting that line again there terry yeah
1: emerald Dragon. that's <laughs> right. man yeah you're right god damn god damn what is it
0: called the tadpole brine breath (laughs) emerald dragons an eye drake what is an eye drake is that a beholder when a
1: beholder contends with a dragon for power and wealth its thoughts of its dragon rival can become deeply obsessive eventually pervading the beholder's dreams if the rivalry lasts long enough these fever dreams can manifest as an eye drake a beholder like creature with draconic features
0: nice what uh creature type is it it's an abomination. Uh, it's or a, dragon? It's an aberration. Okay.
1: Typically lawful evil, and it has an eye inside its dragon-like mouth.
0: Of course, it does. That's fucking awesome. Oh
1: man! And then we have some uh, some gem great worms here. Uh, gem stalker, ghost dragon.
0: We actually have a ghost dragon in Candlekeep Mysteries too. That's named. Okay. So it's cool that we have other options. Horde mimic. I was. Go- I could- this is one
1: for you for sure. You yeah. made an entire town out of mimics, as I recall. Uh, a horde scarab. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. That's the type of thing I wouldn't even think of, right? Or you can have a swarm of horse scarabs as well. That'd be great. Yeah. Like that's pyramids fun. for sure. Um we got hollow dragons. We have a lion drake.
0: I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. No, 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 no. Hold on. Go back. The Lion Drake, that looks like something that would be on like a very simplistic version that would be on the heraldry of like right. something from Great Britain, you know Yeah. yeah it's kind of
1: Sphinx like as well. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, this one here in the top right. Uh, yeah, so Lion Drake. And then we have uh, the Metallic Great Worms as well. Moonstone Dragons. Metallic Peacekeeper. Metallic
0: Warbler. Man. What, what is a Moonstone Dragon?
1: Moonstone Dragon, so... It- ancient legend suggests that when the gods came to the first world and tried to populate it with their humanoid followers, a clever dragon fled to the Feywild to hide a clutch of eggs. The magic of that fairy realm suffused with the eggs, which hatched into the first moonstone dragons. Their descendants are now found throughout the Feywild.
0: Okay. So we have an Underdark one. We already had shadow dragons for Shadowfell dragon. Mm Mm-hmm. And now we've got this. All right. Yeah, you know, now and we have F- that's, yeah. that's fine. That makes cool, sense. Sure. I'm,
1: on, I'm on board with it. And then there's the various ages for the Moonstone Dragons as well. Same with the Sapphire Dragons here. The, the Sapphire art's Dragons. Art's pretty beautiful. badass. Yeah, right. it's so good. It's so good. Oh, and then we have some Sea Serpents as well. So, an Ancient Sea Serpent, there's Young Sea So, they have all of the ages for the Sea Serpents. So, an Ancient Sea Serpent, for example, is a gargantuan ger- Dragon, typically neutral. And that comes in at a CR14 for an Ancient.
0: That's okay. It's yeah. just a Sea Serpent, right?
1: Right, yeah. Topaz Dragons. Of all ages, and that's it for the bestiary
0: and then the creature list on the back, and then the
1: creature list on the back. That's absolutely right, yeah. But I mean, finally, like we have some, some in depth creatures here.
0: That is amazing. I fucking love that.
1: inspiration for days, yeah.
0: yeah. I got a couple of questions, sure. all right. So let's roll initiative on this because let's uh let's give everybody at home the our actual opinions now because we've been kind of just gushing over how great it is, sure. Eight, no, six. <laughs> that's, that's a four. I don't, I don't know it doesn't that. matter. You're going first, regardless. Okay. So, how do you feel overall about the content provided in this book? Yeah,
1: I think they covered a lot of bases with this, and I think they've the Wizards has likely listened to the feedback that they've been getting from popular um, Dungeons and Dragons podcasts such as ours, uh, and they've given us a wide scope of stuff to cover. But they've also given the detail where the detail is needed.
0: So that's why I like it. The thing. For me about this is that it delivers on what it promises. Right. It doesn't give us much more. It's not like it's treasury of dragons and we're also getting some Hydra this and some wyvern that like it is, it's dragons. It's just pure dragons cover to cover. And I like that. A lot of the times you don't get what is promised out of the abyss takes place in the underdark, for example, right? The curse of Strahd is, I mean, how often like Strahd shows up what three or four times in the campaign, but and his curse means very fucking little. You can go the entire campaign without actually dealing with the curse of Strahd. Right. Right. And so I feel that way about a lot of, of the campaigns. They're, they're misnamed. Dragon Heist? D- dragons are coins. Right? Like, anyway. This gives me exactly what I'm looking for. And it's not just a Draconomicon. It's more than that. It adds more dragons to it. And it teaches you how to go about thinking about your dragons.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: When it comes to the artwork... What do you think?
1: I love this artwork. I mean, I'm a sucker for good artwork anyway, and I think that's because it's a skill that I don't have myself. But it was so vibrant, and I think it showcased the dragons as we want to see them. They weren't just proudly sat on a rock. They were in action, and it actually showed us what happens with their bodies when they're using their breath weapons. Uh, and, and it's it started to just... Fill me with inspiration because we didn't we didn't know any of that beforehand. Uh, and so the scenes I thought were very inspiring. I thought this artwork was absolutely beautiful.
0: I thought it was really dynamic too, yeah. right? Like that's kind of my complaint about some of the earlier books. You'll go dozens of pages without a piece of artwork and then you get it and it's a sketch of a frowning villager. And then you get another dozen pages without anything. That's not the case here. There's art popping off of not every page, but probably every three pages all the way through it. Right. And it catches your eye every time, right? That's right. And it's evocative. It makes me immediately think, oh, I can do that in my campaign. Yeah. If you had to give it a letter grade. Right. Like old school, A plus, A, A minus all the way down to F.
1: Where does this sit? For me personally, because of my enthusiasm with dragons and what I needed from a book, this has to be an A for me. And and I say that because I can't think what is missing from this book that I needed.
0: Sorry, you said an A. Just straight A. Just a straight A. Honestly, this for me is going to sit... Look, the book delivers. It's a B plus as it is, but I'm not rushing out to buy it first thing. I'm still going to get my Xanathars and my Volos and my Tashes before I pick this up. When I'm going to play Horde of the Dragon Queen or Rise of Tiamat... I'm going to buy this book as the third part of that so that it is clearly going to uh, inspire me to make that shit more dynamic. It, those campaigns are a little flawed. Right. Um but they were the early ones, right? It was very paint by numbers a lot of the way and there's just a lot of running around and just running from place to place just cuz someone told you to. Right. <laughs> this is going to fill in those blanks. It's going to it's going to flesh out those those details those random encounters is going to make the world feel not only real but based on dragons it is now a dragon campaign instead of a dragon cult campaign right so this to me sits it's a b it's definitely a b there are books i'm going to buy first right okay it's not a campaign setting i'm a sucker for campaign settings but i don't have a complaint about this at all my the only thing that i find interesting is the fact that when i flip open to the monster section The aspect of Bahamut is lawful good. The dragon blood ooze is unaligned and the draconic shard is now typically neutral. This is how they're getting around the alignment controversy that they had about all orcs are chaotic evil and that's Mm -hmm. racist. Well, now they're typically chaotic evil based on their culture and society or the way that they have evolved if they're more mindless creatures and whatnot. So I see that in here, and they're including the proficiency bonus again um, in the stat block, which I don't have a problem with. I just, I wish we had more spellcasting. I wish they I wish they had just leaned on the spellcasting a little bit more. Yeah. Right? I wanted to see in each one of the, well, I mean, we did get it in the Draconomicon section, right? Yeah. When you flip open to, I'm just going to go to red dragons right now, it's creating a red dragon, so you have personality traits, ideals and the next one is spell casting and so it gives you what's going to be available as well as the spell save dc but i like it's not it's just not quite enough i want a full spell list and i think that they should come standard with them i still want dragons to have auras Right, and and they don't, and it frustrates me. So
1: yeah, I I agree with everything you're saying there. I think the sting was taken out of it because of how they kind of wet my beak on the other stuff with the with the uh, the horde magic and yeah. the, and the draconic items. So it was like, okay, it wasn't quite what I was looking for, but this is enough to get me through another few months.
0: You want to know what this is? This is about engaging your players in the dragon world and the dragon story, not in the dragon combat, which I mean, we do need more storytelling tools and techniques. Exploration, right? Yeah, Yeah. And there's tons of that shit in this book. So like, that's why I look very favorably upon this. I love it. I can't wait to dig through the monsters. And hopefully get the minis and hopefully terrify my players. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this up? I'm going to say... How early do you buy this? When you're buying... If you hadn't yeah. bought D&D books before. Or you've you've had all of them wrecked in a, a water damaged accident at home. A pipe burst. You lose them all. How quickly are you buying this one? It's a cop out for me to say buy it if you're really into dragons. Because that's well, a no brainer. But clearly.
1: But c- clearly that. But what I would say is just what we just touched on. Is if you want to explore the world of dragons more because you want to expand your exploration pillar, which is the weaker uh, pillar of D&D, while the example of doing that in this book is dragons, it, it, it creates inspiration for how you can do that with the other major creatures as well. So if you want, I would say buy this book
0: if you want to expand on your exploration pillar and it will give you all the tools and inspiration to do that. This to me, like I, I mentioned earlier in the episode about that section at the beginning of Volos and Mordenkind, as it kind of breaks down. Volos is like the culture and society and Mordenkind is kind of like a history of and some details. This book does that for dragons and dragons only and all the kinds of dragons better than either of those sections do it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm buying this in the top 10. You're right. Yeah. But the bottom of the top 10, right, like as I need it coming up. But honestly, if I'm homebrewing, I can't imagine running a significant dragon portion of uh, of a 5th Ed homebrew campaign without this. Yeah. Not anymore. Like, it's come out now. It changed the game on dragons. That's it for this episode on FizzBand's Treasury of Dragons. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, as well as dozens of other podcast apps. You can also email us at info at itsamimic.com or head over to www.itsamimic.com and support us by hitting that donate button or buying some merch. Thanks for listening to the It's a Mimic podcast
1: and make sure to check out more Legend Lore episodes as we cover new releases as they happen, as well as some of the previously published 5th edition books. For deeper dives into specific content, check out the playlist we built on YouTube or browse the episode guide that we update on Reddit at r itsamimic.